What's up everybody and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 82 and we have a very special club read for you guys this week where we will be discussing all things going on with basketball with our guys from Talking Tech. We're really excited to get into this interview, but first, make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify. Give us that five-star rating, and if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with a review. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, make sure you're following us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks, and if you want to follow our personal accounts, you can follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22 and myself at Calvin B. Barrett. We also have a Facebook and Instagram page and also a YouTube page where we post some bite-sized videos for you to catch in case you can't listen to the whole uh, podcast. You can catch a little bit of it there. And lastly, if you have any questions, comments, or anything you want to discuss with the tailgate, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's get into this week's Club Red. All right, welcome to Club Red, everybody. We got a special Club Red for you guys this week. So much basketball news coming across the timeline, so we thought let's grab Steven from Talking Tech to come in here and dissect all of this basketball news that's been going on with us. Uh, Talking Tech, Tailgate Talks, as we said on Twitter, this is Talking Talks this week. Uh, we're excited to have you, Stephen. Yeah, man, man, welcome to the tailgate. Me. This is long overdue. You know, obviously we've interacted over Twitter for a long time now, and happy to finally get this collab going. Right. Yeah, we're excited too. Like you mentioned, they're a good follow on Twitter if you want to keep up with the latest on tech news. Interacting with them, they're always a good time. So that's kind of how we got introduced to each other, and here we are, about to dive into some tech basketball things. So let's get right to it. The big news, Kevin McCullough announcing on Sunday afternoon that he is not returning to Texas Tech, that he will continue to pursue his NBA dreams, but if he comes back to college, it's between Gonzaga and Kansas. So, Stephen, when that news broke, what were your initial thoughts on McCullough deciding not to return yeah, to Texas Tech? I think I was Tech? like most people with initially just shock because – you know, you think of Kevin McCullough, you think of Texas Tech. He was kind of the staple leader, culture builder yep. at Texas Tech these last few seasons. And, uh, you know, I never would have imagined if he did come back to college basketball, he wouldn't be in a Tech uniform. So uh, initially it was shock. And then, you know, you just take in obviously all of that day and everybody's got flowing opinions on Twitter. And then you see today all these podcasts are coming out and saying stuff, including ours. But, um, yep. yeah, you know. At this point, I like to be in the middle in a lot of these situations. I don't like to be very far on one side, very far on the other side, and we've seen plenty of that so far. But um, for me, I'm not upset about it because I know that Texas Tech is going to be fine. You know, I know our basketball team is going to be fine. We've been yeah. through, uh, you know, the bottom of the bottom. You thought after Beard left, we were going to be the worst team ever. And then all of a sudden we're building back up to a sweet 16 team. So I have no issue with Kevin McCullough not being on Texas tech next year. It's really how he went about it. That, that kind of irks me a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Steve, I don't know if you saw what my reaction was, but 
I'm yeah. like, if you're not with us, you're against us. And F him if he doesn't want to come back and play for us. Um, I had a couple interactions with a buddy that knows Tech pretty well, too. And I basically said, I mean, I wish him the best in the NBA, but if he goes to Kansas, yeah, I'll wish I him think, the worst. I think that's how we <laughs> should feel. We're Texas Tech fans, man. We're not, te- we're not Kevin McCuller fans. Yeah. We're not even like guys – yeah, the guys on the curtain. We're want. not even Kevin O'Banner fans. I love the guy, but I'm not a Kevin O'Banner fan. I'm a Texas Tech fan. And so, you know, when a guy decides, and especially, you know, guys like TJ and Kyler Edwards and Kevin McCuller who decide they no longer want to be Red Raiders, you know, that's where it gets me. And I'm like, okay, fine. I don't have to root for you anymore. And yeah, there's no hard I'm done feelings. With them too. It is yeah. what it is. Uh, well, there are hard feelings now if he, he decides to transfer in conference to Kansas, but uh, you know Gonzaga and all that, and even uh, you know other guys who have transferred, even TJ going right. to Illinois and all that kind of stuff. I mean, no hard feelings with that. But uh, yeah, if you're if you're not for us, you're against us. Yeah, the podcast name is Talking Tech. It's not Talking McCuller. You know, like we support the university and the players that come in and want to be here. Mm -hmm. And when you leave, like you're kind of out of the picture for me. I don't really care win or lose what you do. Like you're out of it for me. The thing that got me was the Kansas. Right. And I think that's what triggered most tech fans is seeing rock chalk on there, because in my eyes, that's just taking the easy route, man. That's I've seen a couple of people compare it. Maybe it's not that level, but Kevin Durant to the Warriors type thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what, can't beat them, so might as well join them. And I think that's the part that got me the most. It was like, dude, transfer to Gonzaga, transfer freaking anywhere except in the conference. And so seeing Kansas on there as their top two, you're just like, man, are we going to have to see this dude two times next year? Uh, Like, that was the frustrating part for me. I also was frustrated with the timing of it. I didn't necessarily think that right now is the time to do that. Like, you're still pursuing those NBA dreams. Maybe after that, maybe fails. Maybe you announce it then. What do you think about the timing of this post? The timing was weird. I, I thought it was super weird. Um, you think, and that's kind of where we are in college sports. These guys yeah. don't necessarily know how to go about these things because we're players are moving so often. There's NBA draft stuff. You can come out of the draft now. I mean, there's all this new stuff that that these kids just don't aren't, aren't really familiar with. So when when he's putting out a statement like that, and we can even equate it to, to AMAC and, and uh, how he decided, you know, hey, I'm, I'm 50-50 on the draft, but if I do come back to school, I'm going to Texas Tech. Right. It's like you have th- – that tells me that these players are coming back to school and they're leaning towards that way because why would you announce it and basically burn that bridge if you're Kevin McCuller with the fan base that has loved you and adored you these past four seasons – um, to just tarnish all that if you're just going to go to the NBA. I mean, that doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. So yeah. um, obviously we're not you know, deep in the situation. We're not yeah. right next to Kevin McCuller. We don't know exactly what's happening behind all these doors. I don't want to be in that circle. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, yeah, me neither. But yeah, it's just it's, it's bad timing all around. It's a bad move on his part. And uh, yeah, the, the timing was bad. So I want to stay with the uh, – McCuller and his options now, and we'll keep, we'll come back to the the Twitter stuff in a minute. <laughs> Why? What do you think he's thinking of picking Kansas or Gonzaga? Is it a because you know here he's in one or two option? Is it too much for him now? Does he need to go be around more pieces to look better as a third or fourth guy, and then that raises his stock kind of deal? Like what? 
why those two programs and kind of taking a step back almost, I think, even though the program is better. Yeah, I mean, we're we're seeing it with McCullough and also Matthew Meyer, who left Baylor, too. These are guys who have prime roles on great teams yeah. right now. I mean, it's just confusing. Yeah. Why You have everything you could want at Texas Tech right now. You're 30 minutes a game. Yeah. yeah, you may not be this prime ball handler, and that may have something to do with it. Maybe Mark Adams and him decided, uh, you know, we don't want to go point guard McCullough again now that we have guys like Davion Harmon and, and Pop Isaacs coming in. You know, we don't need you to play that role, and maybe he wants to play that role, and that might have been a point of contention between those two. But, you know, a million things could be the reason. Um, and, and obviously those two programs in Kansas and Gonzaga are, you know, awesome programs. Kansas, you know, right. national title, and Gonzaga always a competitor. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, you know, it kind of – it the schools itself aren't very – Confusing. You kind of understand guys want to go play for Bill Self and Mark Few and everything like that. But, uh, you know, definitely when you're in a situation like Kevin was in where you're the guy at Texas Tech, you know, you have this starting role, 30 minutes a game, you know, automatic. And uh, I'm not sure he's going to get that automatically if he goes to Gonzaga or Kansas. Yeah, that was the confusing part to me because it kind of felt like it was all about being the point guard. Right, and then we get Harmon in, and people thought maybe that ended up being the end all, be all. That kind of fractured the relationship. But he's not strong arming Bill Self or Mark Few into being a point guard and running the team there. They have years and years of success, and most of them, both teams probably already have guys that run that point for him. We know Kansas does with uh, Dewan Harris, who's been there for a couple years. So it really makes no sense to me if it was all about being a point guard why these are the final two schools because i think there's a multitude of schools he could get gone and been the primary ball handler handler like he said he wanted to be yeah yeah for sure i i, I don't get it i don't i don't get it because I don't you know kevin's just not he's not a point guard he's just not he, he had the so chance to win that role last year and he couldn't get the ball up half yeah. court in one on one pressure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know he held his own. He's been a fine playmaker. He's just not a point guard, and he's so much better when he's on the wing, yeah. when he's crashing the boards, when he's doing the dirty stuff. You know yep. that's Kevin McCullough's game. It's not this facilitating role. You know, point guard that uh, yeah. he's not a shooter. I mean, it's just it's weird to me. And I know he played point guard in high school, and he may just really want to do that again. And uh, you know, if that was the case, then you know, sayonara, man. <laughs> But if he's trying to get to the league, I don't think that's the no. route. I think he's clearly a 3-and-D guy in the league. He could be that for a long time. That's a great yep. position to be. Look at like Dorian Finney-Smith with the Mavs. He's a 3-and-D guy, but he's making pretty good money. He's going to have a pretty long NBA career on competitive teams. I would take that route, but instead he wants to be a primary ball handler, and he thinks that's what's going to get him to the NBA. I, I don't really understand that. Dustin... You think there is anything there for him, no. point guard wise? Or I've said that for a while, even last year. And so, no, I don't get it either. I mean, I guess he just, like I said to start the question, maybe he just wants a, to be the third or fourth option, and that makes him look better overall rather than being the yeah. center of attention or the second option. Let's get back to the Twitter interactions because this is where I think most people, you know, most of the drama ensues, right? Kevin McCuller post that everybody has their reactions you got fans trying to teach people how to fan oh do this or that i thought y'all had a really good tweet uh out there i liked it we we retweeted it it was 
important to realize. So your just thoughts on how Twitter reacts in these situations. feels like it's common when Tech loses a game. Anything happens with Tech, there's obviously two extreme sides uh, to it. Uh, what's your thoughts on all of this, and how can we be better, man? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not one to judge fans. I, I used to do that, and I'm not doing. I don't like to do that anymore because you know fans are allowed to think how they want right. to think, and they're allowed to react how they want to react as long as it's not over the top. And yes. you know, this and another thing we have to realize is this kind of crap happens with every fan base. This isn't yeah. Texas Tech specific. Yeah, We're just tech. around that, so we see it. This happens with everybody, you know? And so when there are two drastically different sides of how to react to this thing, you know, you get the, you get the side that is praising him for everything he's ever done and we're going to support you until you're dead and, you know, we absolutely love you here at Texas Tech and no matter what. And then there's the side that calls him, you know, a bitch and all that kind of junk. And, you know, you don't right. – you need to be in the middle here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can and, – and, you know, I'll just, I'll just kind of repeat the tweet there and it was just, you know, you can respect the guy's decision for uh, making a choice that he believes is best for him and his future because it's his life. And there's also a part of it to where we don't have to root for him anymore. You know, we're not, I mean, if he's not putting on the red and black, if he doesn't have Texas tech across his chest, we don't have to root for you anymore. And that's, that just kind of is what it is. I'm probably more on the, I wouldn't say hate side, but more leaning that side of it. I just get, I just probably get more frustrated at the fans that praise praise him for everything he's done like he's not kind of betraying us now and going to go play for Kansas in a month. Like, that's not okay to me anymore. Like, yeah, sure, we can thank him for what he's done, but I'm not going to support you from here out. Like, I hate those kind of fans that are blind to that side of it when he's not playing for us, like you said, putting on the red and black anymore. Those are the fans that agitate me, like that kind of get blinded by half the story and are like – He's just he's gone from us. Well, no, he left us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, that kind of gets to the other part of the story, which is there. There was a second Kevin McCullough tweet <laughs> uh, that came out after the initial one of announcing that he would not be coming to Tech after fans reacted uh, and everything. He had to come out with another post uh, hashtag Philippians four thirteen guys. Um, and here's – I'll give my thoughts, and then I'll let, I'll, I'll let you take over after this, Steven. This one pissed me off a lot more than the first one did. This one pissed me off because if anybody at Texas Tech knows what this fan base is like when somebody leaves you, Kevin McCullough is right at the top of that list. Yeah. He was here when Chris Beard left for Texas. Now, Kansas isn't Texas. Nobody compares to leaving us for Texas. But to say that one of those options is a conference foe, a team that's been – the dominant team in the conference, a team that you're trying to catch up to and trying to be like in a lot of ways in basketball, to say that's a team there and then to just be shocked by people reacting in a negative way, that just shows me that he has zero awareness of this fan base. And so that's kind of what ticked me off about that one. And then, of course, you know, throwing in the little Bible verse out there that everybody knows kind of to top it off. So I don't know what your thoughts were on that second tweet or if you're feeling the same energy I am there or or where you're at. I just think that shows that Kevin McCullough is naive. I mean, if anything, you know, to put out a statement like that after you knew what we were going to do. 
you know, now, you know, yeah. the, the, the extremes, the, the, the calling names, right. all that stuff, you know, what, it's not good. Nobody likes that, but you expected to get some sort of, you know, bad feedback right here from the Texas tech fan base. And for you to just put out this statement saying mutual decision, you know, there's stuff quick y'all to accept see. the transfer, but bash one for leaving. Yeah, that part, that part of it really gets me huh. because when you're looking at a Texas Tech fan, one side of that wants to be a Red Raider and one side of that does not want right. to be a Red Raider. And Terrence Shannon's mom, who is, oh, yeah, I could go on about her, but <laughs> we may say that for another time. But, uh, yeah, she put out kind of the worry, same, we don't, we don't same thing, so quick to accept somebody that wants to be a Red Raider and so quick to bash somebody who doesn't. Well, yeah, it's called being a fan. <laughs> like to yeah, me, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know, man. The 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 second tweet was it was stupid, and I, you know it just shows that he just doesn't really understand this fan base like we thought he did. Yeah, and he says like, "Oh, I've showed up every day for four years of my life." Well, you could have also paid attention to the stands a little bit and yeah. the also Twitter act interactions the last four years too, man. Yeah, and and that part of it too. There's that tweet kind of showed that. He really thinks the players do everything, which, listen, they put in the time, they put in the work, they put in the effort. I'm not denying that. They're great. Right. You know, the fan base that supports you, that gives you the best home court advantage in college basketball, the uh, people that put in the money and the time and the effort, the NIL, all that kind of stuff. You know, there's another side to this, too. And, And for that tweet saying that, I put in the four years I put in my time, but we also put in a lot of time supporting you, man. So for you to just kind of leave that part out, it's messed up. I put 31 years in of being a tech (laughs) fan. That's a lot of work, man. That's a lot of work. That's not easy. (laughs) You can watch some of those cliff football games. It's not fun. Not great. Not great. Uh, All right, let's get off McCuller. Let's move over to the other transfer. It's kind of – Almost attached at the hip to McCullers, TJ Shannon. He announced last week that he's committing to Illinois. A lot of time, a lot of the rumors were he's going to Michigan. That's kind of his favorite destination. Apparently, they were really trying to. Um, so, two questions here: What are your thoughts on him going to Illinois instead of Michigan, even with whatever what was going on? And then two. You have any thoughts about Hunter Dickinson's amazing tweets that he deleted, calling out Mark Adams as a coward, and apparently he did all this against Michigan. Yeah, so I'll start. I'll start with TJ to Illinois. Um, Illinois, it doesn't bother me because, and this is kind of the harsh reality of it. Terrence Shannon didn't have a defined role at Texas Tech these last couple seasons. Oh, definitely not. You know, yeah. there was there was yeah. times where he was coming off the bench. There were times where he was starting and playing 35 minutes. There were times where he was finishing games, where he wasn't finishing games. Everybody kind of got, after this season, that Terrence Shannon doesn't really have the place and the role that he wants on this team. And, you know, blame whoever. Blame Mark Adams. Blame the incoming transfers. I don't really care. We were all kind of fine with Terrence Shannon deciding to find a different school and, and uh, you know, something that better yeah. fits his skill set and everything like that. So, you know, if TJ transferred in conference, I was going to be upset. But it looked like he was going 
either North Carolina was rumored for a while and all these other Big Ten schools were Kentucky rumored. Kentucky so, really wanted them, or Kentucky fans really wanted them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we know we know a couple of Kentucky like, fans what? that were all okay. four. They were like, Terrence Shands coming here. And, you know, Kentucky fans are a little delusional. Because I was like, have y'all watched get, him? Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, but, you know, Illinois doesn't bother me. It's close to Chicago. That's where he's yeah. from. And, yep. you know, yeah. that part of it, it doesn't bother me at all. We're not going to play Illinois unless we somehow get matched up in the tournament. So that part of it, not a big deal. Um, to the Hunter, to the Hunter Dickinson thing. Yeah. Um, Let me read you, know, you that, the I got the good yeah. one. Yeah, do it, man. That's a, he tagged yeah. Coach Adams in it, too. That's mm-hmm. So he was getting bold at first. He's a cow- Coach Adams is a coward. How are you going to deny a kid the chance to play where he wanted to go? Were you really under that much pressure by your boosters to not sign off on him to take summer classes there to be able to graduate even after he announced he's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hunter, Hunter Dickinson has been known to say dumb shit. Uh, God, whether, whether it's press conferences, whether it's Twitter, it's a dude. Really, it's a dude that's not smart. He's just not smart, and obviously, clearly, did not know the situation here. And is kind of just like us in this where you're hearing things and you're being fed info and you let it all right. out there on social media. And, uh, you know, every, a lot of people have made this mistake. And, uh, you know, to be that stupid and to call this coach who is very respected in the sport by pretty much everybody. I mean, yeah. Mark Adams, you could not find a more genuine guy than Mark Adams. And mm-hmm. for you to a, a guy who probably clearly does not know. Mark Adams to call him a, a coward on Twitter yeah. on social media yeah and then immediately delete that tweet shows that who's the real coward here man you're the yeah. real coward because that's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's all time one of the dumbest mm-hmm. tweets you could ever ever tweet off and just the whole how do you not understand that concept at all like we're just going to keep him on scholarship so he can graduate and go play for michigan meanwhile we've got to fill his roster spot but we maybe we can't because we're using our scholarship for him to pay for his classes like if y'all wanted him that bad shuck out a little extra nil money now we all know you've yeah. got it we, we all it. know tj shannon already can, has it <laughs> yeah, he can. Yeah, himself. I heard Word. that going around too. Like, he can either take his own classes here or up there or somewhere else. I don't care. Use your own money. But literally, yeah. like Hunter Dickinson, being what a fourth or fifth year guy, he should know that fall and winter athletes go from summer one to the spring, and then you're done. So yeah. we don't have any connection to him anymore. Literally by next week. Yeah, like, we and, don't pay and- for shit anymore. Yeah, and what are we supposed to do? Withhold the scholarship that we can give to another right. guy who's actually going to be on the roster next season? And get him Nobody, in the summer to work out and do yeah. everything? And Yeah, Nobody in the right mind, no coach in the right mind is doing that. Also, how, do you, how did you get in Illinois right away? Huh? Why? I mean, he got in Illinois yeah. just fine. Nobody said anything about that. Mark Adams, Mark Adams didn't say, yeah, oh. you can go to Illinois. Not Michigan, though. I hate those guys. No. Here's my other point. That. TJ's been here three years, right? Mm-hmm. You get on him for yeah. screwing around for three years to not be able to have enough classes to get into Michigan for summer school? I, I don't know, man. Michigan, obviously like, a very You can take some own accountability. Yeah. 
I mean, Michigan, obviously a very prestigious, you know, academic university and everything like that. But, yeah. man, if you're if you're making it that hard for a grad transfer or a whatever kind of transfer he would be to get into your school, when he can get into a conference, uh, a conference yeah. foe in yeah. Illinois just fine, I mean, what the hell is that about? Yeah, I mean – it's the hot dog guy, you know, the <laughs> meme of the hot dog guy looking for, we're all looking for who did this. And it's basically Michigan admissions. Yeah. It's just, Hey, maybe not have such strict admission standards and TJ would be probably playing for you guys right now. But to blame coach Adams for this is like, I mean, come on, man. How do you know that? But I guess it's not shocking coming from Michigan basketball program, the <laughs> team that, Led by a coach who slapped the coach. So, and this isn't like I don't know if Stephen, you remember like there used to be a rule you couldn't transfer in conference without coach's approval. That held up like Baker going to Oklahoma for a little bit, and that's why he had to walk on. Like that has nothing to do with it either. Like coach didn't do anything here. Yeah, yeah. Mark Adams did not have a say in this, you know. Um, and if he did, it was for the scholarship issue, and we already touched yeah. on that. Like why? Why would you? Keep yeah. Terrence Shannon on scholarship if you need to. You need to get a guy who wants to be here next year. I mean, that's you decided to transfer. You're leaving. I mean, sorry, man. That's life. That was such a bizarre situation. Like though, he was tweeted funny. and deleted so fast, but that thing oh. caught and spread so fast through Tech Michigan, and now we have this like new formed alliance with <laughs> Illinois. So are you also like? A, I mean, not a true Illinois fan, but are you? Like full on, like rooting for them, or just rooting for them that one time that they play. Hey man, Michigan. you know I'll tune into that game and just see what goes on. I hope TJ yeah. scores thirty, and I hope they kick their ass. But you know, I, other than that, I I don't have an affinity for any Big Ten team necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, shoot. I mean, Illinois fans were great that day on Twitter. We were interacting. They're they're bros now, but you know, it's it's still Big Ten. I you know I could. I heard a good I, question I, for Illinois people, like at his. You know, TJ is going to have a press conference at some point or be on the stage. They should ask him, were we your first choice or did you really want to go to Michigan? Like, what, where yeah. were we on the list? Like, that needs to be formulated and asked to him and get his, I don't know, whatever he might say. Yeah, and if, and if TJ has any PR training, he says, <laughs> you know, Chicago's my home. I always yep. loved Illinois. You better you know, have that I'm written just, out already. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to be back home. You know, yep. that's what you say. <laughs> that, yep. I would love it if he came out and said Michigan was one. <laughs> Michigan was one. Like, oh, Kentucky man. was two. Going back to Tech was – y'all were like five. <laughs> like the fifth option. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here. That would be, be great. That would be great Twitter content, though. Uh, the last the last transfer we got to mention here, Malik Wilson. That news broke yesterday that Malik was hitting the transfer portal. And so – this one kind of came as a, a little bit of a shock as uh, he, he was practicing. If you paid attention to like some of the Tech Basketball Twitter posts, like he was there. He had a pretty impressive dunk, I guess, that they posted. And so his comes at the very end of the transfer portal season. And what do you think about Malik, a guy that we thought was going to be a big part of this team next year who you know played pretty incredible defense but was lacking on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, I think a couple things could have happened here. I think he may have been – kind of spurned by the Davion Harmon addition. Uh, maybe he yeah. thought he had the potential to be the starting point guard at Tech next year. Um, and maybe we have another guy in the works. You know, that could still be 
you know, we're we're in for a couple of these transfers. I think Isaiah Mosley. You I am right now. I, listen, I, we have never claimed to be uh, insiders or have know, these I'm sources, just, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there could there's a couple guys in the works that Tech has been linked to, linked to. Yeah. I don't know if they're coming or not, but um, you know, Malik is right there in staff, and Mark Adams could have said, "Hey, man, we got this guy coming in, and uh, you know, maybe maybe your minutes aren't going to be what they think they are," and uh, he could have decided to yeah. enter then, and uh, you know. I like Malik. I think Malik has some great traits as a basketball player. I think he's extremely athletic, great defender. Um, offensively, he's very limited. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we kind of saw that a lot last year, and that's why his minutes were very up and down. Certain games he was playing well, and even towards the end he wasn't playing a ton. And that's kind of because he didn't bring a lot offensively. So, um, you know, I, I, I wish him the best. I don't really, you know, I don't really uh, – I'm not, I'm not upset, though, by Malik Wilson kind of uh, getting out, though. Yeah, Dustin, to you on this one, if you've kind of been paying attention to the offseason moves, it's gone a lot on the offensive side, right? There is rumors that there was a falling out with Peary because the offense wasn't up to the standards that Adams was wanting. Uh, Malik maybe pushed out maybe for better offensive options. What are your thoughts on Malik? Yeah, I think it's Adams also having – so much faith in himself and his system that I need guys who can score and do their thing on that end. I can teach him the defensive end and what we do and how we do it. Malik might have been his best defender he's at, like wing defender he's ever had possibly like guard wise. But if you can't shoot the ball like like you said, not on the floor because he can't hit free throws and make threes and all that like. You're not on the floor that much because you can't use you to try to get back into games if we're down. And so you can't be a 50, 60% type player for us and get quality minutes. Like we need guys that are going to score on that end of the ball and we'll teach you the defensive end, I think, is more of the route he's trying to take right now. And we got guys coming in that are probably better options. Yeah. Yeah, let's get to okay. the good news, Dustin. So enough Malik, old guys. Um, also, like you said, Stephen, I'm not mad at him. You know, he's only here one year, play a lot of good minutes and highlight dunks, and that's about it. Yeah. So thanks for stopping by for one year, and see you later, man. Uh, the good news, a couple guys committed last week. Like we were mentioning some scores. These two guys I hope can put up a lot of points. Amek. From Utah, where was it? Utah Valley? Utah. Utah Valley State. Utah, yeah, Utah Valley. Valley. I knew it was something weird. I was like, wait, so, so Stephen, teach us how to pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> Fardos. You know yeah, Fardos. Fardos Amac. That's uh, yeah. Fardos And it's pretty simple when you just yeah. Davion <laughs> Harmon, formerly of Oklahoma, uh, at once upon a time coming to us. Um, I'm really impressed with. Amak coming with the numbers he put up. Um, he's bigger than I thought. He's at 6'11 and put up like 20 and 14 and defensive conference player of the year last year. So, um, man, go in on these two guys at whatever angle you kind of want to go. Teach us some things. Yeah, I mean, first off, both these guys are starters. That's that's why we brought them yep. in. They're gonna they're gonna be yep. automatic starters. Um, you know, obviously, disclaimer with Amac. He said he was 50-50 on staying in the NBA draft or coming to Texas Tech. I imagine if he's already choosing Tech or you know choosing a different school, he's probably coming back to college basketball. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, I'll start with him because he was the guy, one of the most coveted players in the entire yeah. transfer portal. He entered pretty early, and pretty much every team reached out to him. So, I mean, everybody can use a player like him. He's six foot eleven. He's a three-level scorer. Uh, he can shoot the three ball. He didn't have very – I mean, he shot at like 44%, but he didn't have very high volume. Um, he's, but he still can knock down that shot if he needs to. Um, you know, he, he can shoot the mid range. We even saw some stuff after watching a, a bit of, uh, uh, you know, some YouTube on him and everything. He can, he can do a lot of things that guys six foot 11 should not be able to do. Uh, take guys off the dribble a little bit, you know, turn around, uh, fade away shot from the top of the key, that kind of stuff. Floaters. I mean, just stuff that you don't normally see from a six eleven guy. And, um, I, I, I mean, I think he's a tremendous addition. I think he's probably going to be either your best player or one of uh, your second best player next season. Yeah, we were thinking he's kind of a mix of uh, Bryson Williams and Kevin O'Banner on that mm-hmm. end of the floor. Yeah, that's I mean that's a pretty good comp and uh, just the sheer size of the guy. We haven't had a guy six foot eleven, you know, that actually played legit minutes since probably what Tariq Owens. So and even he, he wasn't probably was skilled offensively. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, just watching this guy, his post moves, he is so polished down low. I mean, we saw Bryson Williams, who was fantastic and came on really nicely uh, at Texas Tech in the post. And I really think AMAC can do that as well. Um, another thing about him is he's just one of the best rebounders you'll probably ever see. I mean, a guy that averages 14 rebounds a game in, in college is straight up ridiculous. That's he had, I, I think I saw, I think I wrote down a stat, he had three. 20 plus rebounding games last year uh, for Utah. And now, you know, take it for what it is. It's Utah Valley. They're playing in the whack. They're not playing as good a competition, but still, you know, some legit teams, New Mexico state and uh, Seattle was pretty good last year. So, you know, it's not like he was playing nobodies, but you know, this guy for 27 games last season where he had double digit rebounds and, and you talk about him and Kevin O'Banner, two two of the best rebounders probably in, in college basketball going at it. I mean, I don't know how these teams are going to get second chance opportunities. Yeah, it's exciting. He's like Bryson with a little bit more size, you know. But I don't think we all knew how polished Bryson's offensive game was when we came in. I thought he was kind of a low score, a low post threat, mid-range. I didn't realize how well his three ball was going to be for you last year, but he ends up being like your best, most consistent three-point shooter. Uh, if AMAC can bring that size, uh, it, it adds something on offense, but also on the defensive side of the ball, too. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, we just haven't really had that length in size since Tariq. And he's a former defensive player of the year, sure, in a lesser conference. But that's something that you can add with that versatility and a little more size down low. That's going to be a really nice addition. Uh, Mark's got to be really excited to have that on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. And you can always use more more spacing. So, you know, AMAC can step outside, shoot the three. I think O'Banner last season really came on when Bryson started getting out a little more and shooting more threes. And yes. Kevin O'Banner, you saw, really ate in the paint. And so, uh, you know, I think both these guys can kind of switch on that. And sometimes, you know, KO is going to be shooting the three. Sometimes Fardos is going to be shooting the three. And, I, I, I mean, I'm really happy with this, with this pickup. This guy uh, yeah. was probably one of my top picks of the transfer portal that we could have gotten. Yeah, I love it. Um, tell us uh, anything about Davion Harmon that you know, man. Yeah, so Harmon's interesting because I absolutely yeah. loved the dude at Oklahoma. 
I was always afraid to yeah. play him. I <laughs> tweeted out when we were first starting the podcast and he decided to transfer to Oregon. I was like, thank God this guy's out of the Big 12 because I do not. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he was fantastic games, with OU. And now with Oregon, he had a much different role. They had a weird setup. They weren't. Just, they just weren't very good last year. Probably that dumbass court. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we mentioned that on our pod. That court, oh, dude, the tree silhouettes all around. It looks awful. Um, Got lost yeah, exactly. Woods. But uh, Harmon's good, man. He's a he's a guard. I, now, a lot of people are saying point guard. He is, and he has those abilities. And he's when you look at him, the general makeup, his size and everything, yeah, you'd think point guard. You know, I think he might be a little better as an off-ball guard. Um, and that, you know, he, he can play point guard. I think he can succeed at being our point guard. Um, would I like us to pick up more of a true point guard? Probably. But I do like him. Uh, he's great at finishing around the rim uh, for his size. I think he's only about 6'2", but he's got super long arms. He's crafty as all heck. He's got a high release on that jump shot. Uh, and he's like a 36% three-point shooter. So, uh, you know, after watching us last season, we could always use more three-point shooting. Yeah, I like that. I, I like a little combination with him and maybe Pop Pop mm -hmm. Isaacs kind of running that point for you. But like you said, he might not be maybe a true point guard, but maybe he's a point yeah. point guard, one that can get you actual points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you'll take a guy who can do that. So uh, exciting additions. Uh, any other thoughts you've got on the roster right now? There's still lots of room to, you know, add players. Uh, we got, you know, a pretty young class coming in. Uh, we still don't know about Elijah Fisher, but he's been a guy that we've been rumored with. We still don't really know what Clarence is doing. Uh, so any like kind of last thoughts you got on this roster right now as, as we sit here tonight? I think we're set up pretty good uh, right now. And now I think we need one more piece. And whether that piece is Elijah Fisher, whether it's Isaiah Mosley out of Missouri State, whether it's some other guy that may just be in the portal that nobody's even talking about. Um, I think we're pretty well set up right now. I will say initially, and this is very premature, we haven't seen any of this team play yet. I think a lot of this team's success next season is going to come on uh, Jalen Tyson Ooh. and how he uh, yeah. performs next season because, uh, you know, his range right now, he could be fantastic. He could be just not ready yet, and we just haven't seen that. If he is ready and can put you up and be a starter on this team – Man, I think our ceiling is pretty damn high right now. So something I just thought of, you know, keeping O'Banner is a huge deal and bringing in a couple of these kind of graduate or older transfers. But this is probably one of our younger teams in the last handful of years um, overall. And we still have a couple guys at the top. But, like, last year we were super senior heavy, a um, couple freshmen. Do you think that kind of youth affects us? Or do we have enough at the – the older guys that have played around the around the league in a few places, you know, drag those guys along and get them up to speed quick. Yeah, I think the good thing about being Texas Tech and having Mark Adams as your coach is he instills the culture pretty quickly on you. Uh, you know, he it's it's pretty easy for him to get players to buy in uh, to his defensive mindset and everything yep. like that. So yeah. uh, when it comes to the train, and we saw it all last season with you know Adonis Arms and Davion Warren and Bryson Williams, everybody bought in. Exactly. Yeah, you got the shirt on, baby. Um, but yeah, he, he just gets guys to buy in. So I don't really have an issue with that. I trust in Mark Adams to get all these guys working and flowing, and we're going to put together another good team. Um, I The youth, yeah. I mean, obviously 
you'd probably like guys that are a little you know more experienced when it comes to college basketball. But this is also interesting because this is Mark Adams' first high school class. For I mean, sure, yeah. he started off, you know, way one. behind. Yeah, and it's a great one. You got a four-star. You got a couple three-stars in there. Jalen Tyson coming in as a transfer. I mean, you have some really nice young pieces. I think Pop Isaacs is going to get minutes on this team immediately. Uh, yeah. And, you know, the other two are kind of yeah. wild cards. And so we'll see what that adds. But uh, it's it's fun, man. I'm glad to have Mark Adams in here. I'm glad to have his first set of freshmen in here. I'm, I'm glad to have uh, the transfers that he's bringing in. And, uh, yeah, this team's set up nicely. I think keeping a guy like Kevin O'Banner from last year's team mm-hmm. helps yeah. bridge that gap, too. And he, he'll he yank those kids along and For sure. show them, here. here's how we do things. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. A couple other things. we got a fan question from our friend Shelby Hilliard that we went to school with here. She's a tech alum. She was asking – what do you think about the starting quarterback job for Tech football next year? I don't know if you saw any spring game, mm-hmm. but Baron Morton kind of showed out. Shut got most of the volume, um, and we all know uh, we got a pretty good quarterback room from yeah. what I think. But what do you think starting quarterback-wise and just quarterback room in general? Don't so, so it's a good problem to have, first and foremost. You have three starting yeah. caliber quarterbacks that could win you games in the Big 12, in my opinion. Um, I, I The spring is interesting. How spring ball has transpired, uh, the quarterbacks, everybody's gotten equal reps, apparently, according to Joey McGuire, all spring. Um, to me, the fact that they have not named a starter, because Joey said at the very beginning of spring that he wanted to name a starter by the end of spring. And they didn't end up doing that. And to me, that tells me that Baron Morton is making some leeway here. And I think the coaches wanted to name Tyler Shuck, and I think that's why he got the majority of the snaps in the spring game. But, man, Baron Morton looked good. And I know it's a spring game. I don't want to overreact. But that dude is perfect for Zach Kittley's offense. And, uh, you know, we obviously saw some mistakes from Tyler Shuck. I still like Tyler Shuck. I think he can be your starting quarterback. I also think Donovan Smith can be your starting quarterback. And that's what's so great about this room. You have three dudes that really can win you games in the Big 12. So whether it's one, two, or three, I think all of them are good choices, to be honest. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited about Baron Morton, and and that really showed in the spring game. Yeah, I agree with you on all that. Brooks, what do you think? So, like, your your wish, like, perfect scenario, Baron Morton starting game one my, next year? My or? perfect scenario would be the coaching staff having enough confidence to start Baron Morton over a guy yeah. who played great in the Liberty Bowl last year and won you some games, a, yeah. a guy who won a Pac-12 championship at Oregon. Granted, it was a weird year. But for the coaching staff to have trust and faith in Baron Morton to name him the starter – above these other two That's very experienced players, that to me tells me that they have full confidence in Baron Morton. And I think that's probably my like dream scenario right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I think, I think that would get the fan, fan base pretty mm-hmm. juiced if, they, if Baron was starting there for you. But, you know, it's, we'll see. There's a lot of time left, a lot of questions to be answered over there. Um, so we've got one more for you, and then we'll get you out on here. We see Red Raider for life a lot nowadays, right? Like we see it even when Kevin McCullough announces he's transferring. You got people in there being like, Are we "Still Red Raider for life, Red Raider for life." Stephen, what's your criteria for Red Raider for life? Okay, so what? Who gets to get that hashtag? All right, because I think 
Norrin Sodiasi has done a pretty oh, good yeah. job at like setting the bar for this. Oh yeah, no. So I've been guilty. This McCuller and Shannon stuff has really changed my perspective on this. <laughs> um, yeah. I, the really the have. Red Raider for life cannot be thrown around as easily as it is these days, uh, and I've been guilty of it. I did it plenty of plenty of time on Twitter this past season, um, but you know it's going to be rare now, and that's what stinks, and that's what college yeah. sports are these days. It's going to be rare to get a Red Raider for life, and to call a player like Kevin McCullough or Terrence Shannon a Red Raider for life, to me it diminishes what Keenan Evans and what Norn Sodiase yes. and what Jarrett Culver did here yeah. at Texas Tech. You can't leave Texas Tech and be a Red Raider for life. You just can't. So, you know, you can appreciate everything they did. And by all means, Kevin McCullough, Terrence yes. Shannon, they were great while they were here. Great dudes, great in the community. Everything like, I don't have a bad word really to say about either of them necessarily, but it really shows a testament to the Keenan Evans, the Odiase, the even grad transfers coming in for a year, I'm fine with calling yeah. Matt Mooney and Tariq Owens a Red Raider for life because right. those guys chose to come to Texas Tech and spend their final year of eligibility and accomplish as much as they did at Texas Tech. So I'm fine if you want to call Kevin O'Banner a Red Raider for life, Bryson Williams. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But you can't call guys that leave Red Raider for life. You just can't. Well said. Thank you for that. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, I'm not even going to add on to it because you basically just said everything that I was thinking there. there. So that's perfect. That's the criteria moving forward. We're going to post that, clip you. that, throw that out there. That's the criteria because I agree. If you take that jersey off and put another one on, you're not yeah, a red It's in the life. name. I'm sorry. It's in the name. You're right. not. You're not yeah. in for life. You're not because you left. You're, you're yeah. Illinois now or whatever. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great take to end this on man we've had a great time with you this has been awesome we'll have to do more talking talks <laughs> in the future here give you a chance here to shout out all your stuff for us your you know socials where to find your podcasts everything that y'all are doing for the people who haven't uh gone and check you out you uh let them know where to find you and everything that y'all. yeah are well doing. first off i want to say i appreciate y'all having me on i i've been following y'all stuff for a while and y'all do a great job and um you know we're gonna have to get a home and home here and get y'all on talking tech here soon yeah, yeah um, for sure but uh yeah seriously i appreciate it but um yeah, you can follow us on uh, on social media. Uh, I don't really use my personal Twitter much anymore, so uh, I'll just plug the uh, the pod's Twitter at Talking Tech Pod. Uh, you can follow my co-host Tristan at Tristy Mick. Uh, follow Guns Up Nation. We've been with them for a while now. They're awesome. They're always putting out good content, good articles, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, and the other Guns Up Nation podcast, Rambling Raiders, the uh, Sons Up Guns Up Pod, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, you can never have too much Texas Tech content, so take it all in. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, I think that's about it for me. Yeah, so make sure you guys go give them a follow. They're really good to interact with on Twitter. A lot of good back and forth with them on there. And, of course, they drop all that good Texas Tech content that you can never get enough of. So go follow them on, uh, you know, your whatever platform you listen to podcasts to. Give them a like, give them a follow, give them five stars, too. Uh, man, appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. Uh, hopefully we get more of these uh, collabs in the future. Uh, that way we can uh, keep this uh, you know, alliance going and keep it strong. We also hang out with Ramblin' quite a bit too. So maybe we'll have to do a, uh, get all the boys yeah, together <laughs> at some point. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. That'd be a good time. Well, Stephen, man, once again, appreciate it. Y'all keep up with everything that Talking Tech's doing over there. And we will catch appreciate you later. Appreciate it, fellas. 
Well, all right, that'll do it for Club Red this week. We really appreciated Steven dropping in to hang out with us uh, and give y'all all this good basketball content for the week. Make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify. Give us those five stars, and if you listen on Apple, hit us with a review. Make sure you are following us on social media as well, on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. It's where we do most of our interacting so make sure you are following us there. And also, you know, go give Talking Tech a follow. Uh, Steven mentioned all of their socials there. So that'll do it for this week's Club Red. We'll catch you over at the tailgate. Peace.